intro music because hey, we were getting ready to come on here, Talk Selection Sunday, uh, which we will get to, obviously. Uh, we're devastated. We are heartbroken. We don't know how to feel. Um, and then Tom Brady just has to be a selfish dude. We all knew that Tom Brady was selfish. And he decided to come out of retirement like five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy. I was just going through Twitter. We were sitting here really just getting ready to start the pod. And I go, uh, Josh? I show him my phone. And it was a tweet from Tom Brady directly. Um, by the way, you know, Schefter can say he broke the news. ESPN can say he broke the news. Um I broke the news before anyone. Can you can you confirm that for me? I, I will confirm that for you. I saw Brady's tweet and it said like 42 seconds that it had been since the tweet had been posted. No one had came out and said that he retired or unretired. Um, so Brady is officially back in the NFL as of 6 o'clock. What was it? It's like 620? 6.20? 6.13. 6.13. 6.13. On, of course, Selection Sunday, because it can't be about college basketball. It is now a lot of discussion going to be revolving around Tom Brady's return. But you know what? We are not going to give Tom Brady the spotlight today. There will be plenty of time for Tom Brady to have the spotlight. Uh, that does, It changes the scope of the NFL. I mean, let, let's just be honest. Tom Brady coming back changes the scope of the NFL. It changes the scope of the NFL offseason. We will have plenty of time to get into that. But today, as the music does suggest, it is Selection Sunday. And all the bracketology, all of Joey Brackets can now emerge from the bracket bunker because we now have the field of 68. Uh, we're... we're I, we have to get the emotions out of the way first. I mean, you and I said we don't really care what happens as long as Kentucky and Purdue aren't an early matchup for each other. Well, well of it's course. Not, it's. I mean, it's not early early. But it is, though. Yeah. It's um, unfortunate that um, really that there's a chance we could meet in the Sweet 16, um, which neither one of us are looking towards that. As fans, no, I, I think we both have matchups. We need on to... what will be Saturday afternoon. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about Friday for Purdue. They haven't gotten been able to show any sort of like first round success in the NCAA tournament. Um, when it comes to Little Rock, when it comes to North Texas, you can go down the line of teams that beat Purdue that of great Purdue teams. Um, this is as good of a Purdue team as there's been. And right now it comes down to how well Purdue themselves are going to play. They didn't play very well today in the Big Ten Championship. Really struggled shooting. Um, turned the ball over a lot. So Purdue's its own worst enemy at this point. So we're going to dive right into these brackets here with you today. And I think you know we'll just start you know, in the, the number one overall seed with Gonzaga. If this is a number one overall seed bracket, uh, yikes. Yeah, I'm. if I'm Gonzaga as the number one overall seed, um, I'm not happy with this draw. You got Duke. You got Texas Tech. Even like, you know, there's a sneaky good chance that 
Zaga could play Memphis in the second round. That's not an easy matchup. Um, well, and then the idea, then you would have Ar- possibly Arkansas. But my upset special in this region, Vermont taking out Arkansas. The Catamounts are a good, good basketball team. Yeah, I, this is that's my upset as well. I have Vermont beating Arkansas in the first round. Before they even release the brackets, I said whoever gets Vermont in the first round is going to lose. I think this is your your team that you want um, in pools. Like if you got one of those, like you get a team and they got to cover the spread pool, you want Vermont. Um, and they're my upset special. And I have them, Josh, making it to the Sweet 16, um, which is it's a stretch, but this is the team that I've said and we talked about during our conference tournament special that um, the scariest mid-major school that you could play. Well, and one thing that, you know, if you look at this region as a whole, um, where, where I get a little surprised as you look, the number two overall seed in the ACC tournament, the team who finished second in the ACC is a play-in game. Play-in game. There, there have been years where the two seed in the ACC tournament is a one or a two seed. And you look this year, Notre Dame's a play-in game against Rutgers. Personally, I like Rutgers in that competition. Yeah, absolutely. I think Rutgers is playing good basketball right now. Um, just ran into a really hot Iowa team in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Rutgers playing well. Um, I think this has a lot to say with the ACC, Josh. Um, the Notre, a Notre Dame team that finished second overall in the ACC becomes a play-in game. Um, to me, says a lot about what that how the committee viewed that conference. Um, and so, to me, Notre Dame, Rutgers, first four in game. And then we'll obviously get into another um, outstanding first four game first four in game between Wyoming and IU. And we're going to touch on a lot of that here in the um, upcoming regions. So, but I think overall, if you look at this, uh, there's some fun storylines yes. that you can have in this. If Michigan State were to knock off Davidson, I mean, I think you got Duke. Duke will handle Cal State Fullerton. But how great would it be if Coach K's last NCAA tournament, he lost to 215. That would be fantastic. Uh, but it sets up a possible Tom Izzo, Coach K second round matchup. Yeah. Now, the teams played back. No, they didn't play earlier this year. But that Duke-Michigan State matchup to me, I mean, if Michigan State plays well, they could give Duke some serious problems. Yeah. But I go one weekend further, Sweet 16, that Texas Tech matchup for Duke, uh, I think it spells some problems for a Duke team that they're just quite simply not playing good basketball right now. Yep, and I think, so I'm going to point this out as well. I think Rutgers wins the playing game, and I think Rutgers beats Alabama in that first-round matchup. Alabama really struggling right now, uh, not playing its best basketball as of late. I like Rutgers, and I always like those teams that play that play-in game. I feel like they're always a little bit more ready to play than a team that is playing their first game. Now, am I saying you sh- you would you should want to play in those playing games? Absolutely not. But I think it it ends up playing out well for Rutgers. I think they beat Notre Dame, and I think they upset Alabama in the first round of the tournament. Well, and if you look at Duke, 
Obviously, they lost by 15 to Virginia Tech last night. They only beat by Miami by four in a game that was tied at halftime. They had to come back against a bad Syracuse team. Remember, Syracuse was up by four in that game. And then the regular season, they lost at home to UNC by 13. So you look, Duke's not playing good basketball right now. But overall, I mean, top to bottom, Gonzaga, Memphis. I mean, any given day, Memphis can beat anyone in the country. You have Vermont, probably one of the best mid-majors. You have UConn, who's starting to turn it on here a little bit. Again, I think Rutgers beats Notre Dame. That Rutgers-Alabama game, don't forget, Alabama's cracked the top 15 this year. Then you have Davidson, Michigan State. Whoever wins that one will give Duke problems. The West, if I'm just looking at this, the West is probably one of the toughest regions that's out there right now. Yeah, I would say West number one, East number two, unfortunate for, for sure. us. Um, but I say we move on to the South. Is that what you want to do, or are we going to go through? Yeah, and, we, we, we can go to the South, and I say we so br- just go over, straight yeah. across. And then I say we give our... Our bracket the last go. Yeah. All right, so if you were going to go... This is hard for me to say that this is the weakest. I, I would probably say that Kansas's bracket um, would be the weakest, the Midwest. Um, but you, you look at the South. I, I think Arizona has a pretty nice run. Um, Illinois in the Sweet 16 could get tricky. But watching what Arizona did to UCLA last night... Uh, Arizona is my pick right now to win the national championship. Yeah. I mean, I think they're playing the best basketball in the country. Uh, They have guard play. They have big play. But their bigs are not your slow, typical bigs. Right. Um, They can stretch the floor. Also, when was the last time, if ever, that all four number one seeds are west of the Mississippi River? Right. I mean, you're looking at a resurgence of west of the western United States in basketball right now. Um, Highlights here. That Houston-Illinois potential uh, second-round matchup. But, man, that Illinois-Chattanooga first-round game, that is going to be must-watch basketball. Again, listen, your boss will understand. Get the two-screen setup at work going. Your productivity monitor on one side, your game on the other. Because if that's one that's going to be played either Thursday or Friday during the day, you're going to want to keep your eye on the Illinois-Chattanooga Yeah, and uh, I like the first-round matchup of... Ohio State and Loyola. Um, I think that, you know, obviously those 7-10 games are pretty much a coin flip, um, but not as much as the 8-9s. I like Loyola to beat Ohio State. Ohio State has really been struggling offensively. Um, They've been banged up. I don't know if they get guys back. Um, Not been the healthiest team. But to me, Loyola is rolling right now. They're playing good. Um won their conference tournament, and, you know, there's a reason they're 10 seed. They're dangerous, um, and I don't think you're if you're Ohio State, you're very happy with this draw to, you know, get Loyola and then possibly Villanova, who's playing out of their mind right now. Um, but, yeah, my upset special in the South is Loyola and then Michigan to beat uh, Colorado State. Um, Michigan, I th- we got to touch on this. The fact that Michigan wasn't even considered a bubble team blows me away. Um, a first-round exit in the Big Ten tournament, 
Um, or no, they, uh, yeah, first round exit to Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. Blowing a 17-point lead. Right, to a team that was a play-in, which breaking news, I mean, if you don't know this by now, um, I use in a play-in game, which is in the Midwest region, or sorry, the East region. But to me, it's just very interesting that a 17-14 and 14 team was not considered a bubble team and was given an 11 seed. You know, Colorado State's tough, but I think it's a game Michigan can win. I think it's a game that Michigan should win. Um, look out for the three seed in this South region, though. Yeah. Uh, from personal experience, Tennessee is playing about as good a basketball as anyone in the country right now. They have bigs. They have guards. Uh, they're an experienced basketball team. And Rick Barnes is a fantastic basketball coach. Uh, you're looking at this Tennessee team, a potential elite eight of Arizona and Tennessee. Uh, sign me up. That would be just absolutely fantastic basketball. Uh, I'm with you. I like Michigan over Colorado State. Ohio State Loyola, I pick them, toss up. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way on that one. Uh, moving down to the Midwest, um, I... I don't know what to make of Kansas because, I mean, obviously Kentucky beat Kansas by 18. Um, but Kansas right now is playing some very, very good basketball. Mm-hmm. Had a great game last night with Texas Tech. Um, and, I mean, really, if you look, I don't really see Kansas really being challenged until the Elite Eight in yeah. this bracket. Yeah, I think I was a team that you have to be careful of. Obviously, I, again, personal experience from the Big Ten tournament. Um, the Mur- Keegan Murray is the real deal. The guy is a NBA prospect. He can make, create his own shot. Um, you know, they got the McCaffrey brothers, and um, it's it's a tough team. Um, I like the Iowa Providence matchup though in round two. I think that's a tough matchup for both of these teams. But I do like Iowa to meet Kansas in the Sweet 16. Um, I think Kansas is going to have a little trouble with Creighton. This is a wild card team in this. Now, Kansas is playing unbelievable, out of their mind basketball. But Creighton is playing good basketball as well. Um, you know, Coach McDermott's got those guys ready to play. I like that game to be close. But I like Kansas to win. And I have Kansas-Iowa in a Sweet 16 game that might be very enticing to watch. I think it'll be a good game. But again, Kansas, Big 12 champs, playing great basketball. Bill Self's team is always tough to beat in March. Um, Again, from personal experience from 2010 when Kansas beat Purdue. um, One of the... In the second round, it was, an, again, a Purdue team that really was humble senior, fifth-year senior year. But I like this. Um, this bracket plays out nicely for Kansas. But two teams you got to keep an eye out for, Auburn and Wisconsin. I think Auburn has you know, struggled a little bit in their conference tournament, but I think that this rest for them might pay dividends for them in March. Um, so... I like Auburn to make it to the Sweet 16, and I also like Wisconsin to meet Auburn in the Sweet 16, which I think we're going to have, and I know everyone's going to be like, well, you're just taking the top two teams, but I do like Kansas-Auburn in the Elite Eight. But, Josh, 
I've I filled out two brackets, and one of them I have Kansas, but the other one I have Auburn. I think it's a toss-up between those two teams. I think it would be very entertaining to see um, Arizona and Auburn in the Final Four. I think it would be a great matchup. So, one thing that I know about Auburn is they're a team that really likes to get up and down, play fast-paced basketball. Um, that's where I think Wisconsin could give Auburn a little trouble. Um Having seen Wisconsin in person, uh, you know they they have they have the pieces that I think fit well in the sense of giving Auburn problems. If you slow down Auburn and you make the, them hit outside shots, like what Texas A and N did on Friday, uh, Auburn can struggle. That being said, don't be surprised if you got a Wisconsin-Kansas Elite Eight matchup. Um, Another sneaky team that I want us to keep an eye on. Don't let the Richmond Spiders get hot. If they hit outside shots, that could be a very, very sneaky first-round upset coming out of that region. All right, buddy. Yeah, let's just... I mean, we, we have to. I mean... I... The fact that they put us in the same... This... I So, in recent memory, I have never been upset about an NCAA draw for Purdue. Um, and it really has nothing to do with the seed. No, it's just... To me, it's just why... Why is Baylor, Purdue... And Kentucky in the same region. This is the toughest region but to me. But I think we said the West, but I think this is the toughest region. Well, you, you look. You, you go down the line. Baylor, tough. North Carolina has proven that they can beat anybody. Uh, you look. St. Mary's. St. Mary's has beaten Gonzaga. UCLA, national runner-up last year. Texas. Virginia Tech just beat Duke. Purdue. Murray State hasn't lost since, like, 2019. And Kentucky all in the same bracket. Um, can, I, can I break some more news really quick? Sure. Football news, just really quick. Uh, Kirk Cousins just signed a one-year $35 million. He's not worth it. He's, Unreal. You like that? Because I, I sure don't. I, I, well, no, I like it as a Bears fan. Correct. Keep, keep him there. All right. So, looking more at this bracket... Obviously, it's easy for the two of us to look ahead and be like, oh, Sweet 16, Kentucky, Purdue. But I think both of us, the second round matchups we could easily for what you guys will be Sunday, for Kentucky will be Saturday, uh, that Chris Beard Texas team, or even that Virginia Tech team, whoever comes out of that matchup will give Purdue problems. Yeah, Virginia Tech shot the lights out last night in that ACC championship game. Um, that was the reason they were able to beat Duke. Um, yeah, it, I, that's the problem. Is you look at both of our games. You know, as you said, Murray State hasn't lost since the Vietnam War. I mean, it's they're tough, and the fact that that could be Kentucky's like of all the seven seeds, I think that's the one that scares me the most, other than Michigan State, just because of Izzo. Um, to me, that seven seed is. 
like the one that could be so sneaky and just come up and but they shouldn't be sneaky. I mean, they like you said they they haven't lost. They never lost a conference game. Um, so it's it's just a tough tough region for both of our teams. I I hope I really hope we meet in the Sweet 16 because that means that we've taken care of business in our first two games. But Josh, what do you think? So I, I look at this a couple of different ways. So since February 23rd, Virginia Tech has beaten Georgia Tech, beaten Miami, beaten Louisville. They lost by four to Clemson. Turned around and beat Clemson, beat Notre Dame, beat North Carolina, beaten Duke. Um, right now, I don't know if there's a hotter team in the country. And you go back and you look at some of these guys. You got Hunter Couture who dropped 31 against Duke. 31 against Duke. He went 7-9 from 3. You have Keve Aluma. He dropped 19. Like Virginia Tech is playing some very, very good basketball. Now, you touched a lot on Murray State. Rightfully so. Here's the thing that we can't do. We can't overlook that team that Murray State's playing. Yeah. And that's the San Francisco Dons. I mean, this is a team that if you look at them, they, they've given Gonzaga everything they've wanted this year. San Francisco is a good team. So I think if you look at this bottom bracket, whether it's Kentucky, San Francisco, Murray State, Purdue, Texas, Virginia Tech, there are all five teams within that that if they come out of that bottom eight teams on this bracket, I don't think anyone would be super shocked. Obviously, there would be upsets. However, my big worry for Purdue is if they get a second-round matchup against Texas. I think Chris Beard teams will give Purdue team problems. Um, Personally... If you're going to ask me to pick, I'm going to take the cast to get at least to the Elite Eight right now. I think that, you know, yes, they had a cold shooting night. So they have a cold shooting night against Tennessee. They go 2 of 20, and they're one turnover away from having the ball with a chance to take the lead in that game. Bad shooting nights happen. Um, but I think overall, Kentucky gets it figured out. Uh, those will be home games for them in Indianapolis. You know, Big Blue Nation will take over Indy. On Thursday and Saturday. Um, so I do like the Cats advancing all the way to the Elite Eight. Where where my enticing view on this comes in. A possible UCLA-Baylor Sweet 16 matchup. Uh, a rematch of last year's national championship game. Um, or Final Four game, excuse me. Um, that I, just two Final Four teams... Meeting in a Sweet 16, UCLA, I mean, if Johnny Juzang gets hot, Tiger Campbell has the best hair in all of Division I college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this bracket is just murderer's row in the East region. Yeah, it's... And we're not even talking about a North Carolina team that beat Duke by 13, 14 On, in Cameron. Yeah, at Coach K's last game in Cameron Indoor. Um, yeah, I... I really hope Virginia Tech beats Texas. I don't want to see Chris Beard in the second round. Um, 
But I think Purdue is able to beat both of these. I think Purdue can beat Yale, obviously. I think Purdue can beat Texas and Texas or Virginia Tech. And Josh, I do think that there's a way that Purdue can beat Kentucky. hundred percent there is. And I just tweeted this at someone. The big aspect of that matchup that worries me is not on the guard play. It's that when Kentucky's offense is at its best, it's when Oscar Shibway has his way. I mean, Oscar Shibway will be the national player of the year. 26 double-doubles. He hasn't not had a double-double since, like, December. I mean, this guy's unbelievable with what he can do. But the size of Zach Eady and the size of Travion Williams inside really gives me worries about what that matchup will be. Yeah, and I think, again, that's a situation where if I the games that I've seen Kentucky struggle are the games that they have to rely on their outside shooting. Yep. And I think if Purdue can do that and limit their touches in the middle and force them to shoot outside, that's how teams beat Purdue. That's how Iowa just beat Purdue today, is that their outside shooting at the end started to kick in, you know, and it, they just took over the game. And now, I'm sorry, but he, here's one thing I will say about Purdue. On the defensive side of the ball, you and I have said how many times, what can Purdue not guard? <laughs> the ball. Guards. Okay, so they can't guard the ball. They really struggle in pick-and-roll defense. Yeah, and that's Kentucky's um, And Kentucky game. has a very, very strong pick-and-roll game with Sevier Wheeler and Oscar, with Ty Ty Washington and Oscar. And then Purdue does struggle on ball screens. And if Kentucky can set screens for Kellen Grady and then get him open, that's where I think you know Purdue's going to have to be better defensively in this tournament. They were better defense. It, it's weird. Purdue is either really great defensively and mediocre offensively, or they're the best offensive team in the country, but then they struggle defensively. Yeah. If Purdue puts it all together, I've been saying since we've started talking college basketball that I th- <clears throat> that I think that Purdue is the top five team in the country. The problem is defensively, they haven't put it all together in one game in quite a while. Yeah. So it'll be. This is the time to do it. Time to, you know. It has to be the time. To do yep. So. Because um, if they don't. It's over. They could be the 314 at the hands of Yale. Yep. I mean, that, I don't think it will happen. But if there's going to be a one wow 314 upset, Purdue better be on the lookout that it's not the Yale Bulldogs. All right, buddy. I want to hear your final four picks. Okay. Um, out of the West region, I have Gonzaga. I think they're the clear-cut favorite in that region. I just don't – I'm not sold on Duke. I don't think that Duke honest, – honestly, I could see Duke getting beat this weekend. Um, I think, you know, an upset against Cal State Fullerton or even an upset, uh, upset against Michigan State. I just don't think Duke's playing very well right now. Um, I have Gonzaga. I have Kentucky, unfortunately for me, out of the East – I have Arizona in the south, and I have, I'm have. i going to use the Kansas one in the Midwest. So I have Arizona, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Kentucky in the final four. So I have been saying for the last week how in love with Texas Tech I am. So I'm going to take Texas Tech coming out of the west to the south. There is not a hotter team in college basketball right now than Tennessee. I am taking the Tennessee Volunteers coming out of the South. Midwest. Rock Chalk Jayhawk think they have a nice, easy walk through. 
I think Auburn has one of those off games, and they drop either to USC this weekend or Wisconsin on the Sweet 16. And then I do have the Cats coming out of the East. I just, I think this is a team that they'll put it all together. It's a group of guys who like each other, and I think that that really goes a long way um, when it comes to March Madness. So there's our final four. Do you want to give our national champion picks? Yeah, might as well. Who you got? Um, I have my national championship game as your Kentucky Wildcats against Arizona, which would be a fantastic, fantastic matchup. Um, but I have Arizona winning the national championship. Um, I I watched them play a f- the first real full game I've seen them play all season long last night in that Pac-12 championship. And what they were able to do to UCLA – Again, we talk about their two big men that can stretch the floor. Um, I just I, I I can't pick against them right now. After watching them play in the way that they play, they play physical on the defensive end. They force you into turnovers. They are able to make wide open shots. They can create off the dribble. They are what I believe Baylor was last year when they won the national championship. I feel like they mirror. It's almost like a complete mirror image of that same team. Um, so I am rolling with Arizona to win the national championship, and um, I'm going to hope that I'm wrong that Kentucky makes the national championship, and I hope it's Purdue. But um, I, I got to pick with my head. Obviously, I'll have a heart bracket coming coming out on ESPN just in case. But so I'm going to take my cats. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I think this is a team that has it all right now. Granted, we didn't show it against Tennessee, but again. If you can play your worst offensive game of the year and be as close to them as they were in the last three minutes, I'm going to ride with my cats. Um, obviously, yeah, homer pick. But uh, I do think Cal's going to get these guys right over the next week. He'll get that little swag back, and Kentucky will ultimately cut down the nets in New Orleans, fitting 10 years almost to the date that the Anthony Davis-led Kentucky Wildcats Cut down the nets in New Orleans. Uh, that'll wrap things up from us here on LR Weekly this week. Uh, not exactly sure how the schedule is going to work out. Uh, we will definitely try to have one before Sweet 16 Elite 8 games. Uh, I will be traveling. Not exactly sure how this is all going to work out. Yeah. Uh, but we will try to get you guys an updated pod as soon as possible. So from us here at LR Weekly... It's time for one shining moment. Enjoy the madness.